This is our devotional commentary for Joshua chapter 10. I'm Pastor Doug Corlew. Welcome to the Abide Podcast, where we daily begin with the reading of God's Word. As soon as Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, heard how Joshua had captured Ai and had devoted it to destruction, doing to Ai and its king as he had done to Jericho and its king, and how the inhabitants of Gibeon had made peace with Israel and were among them. He feared greatly, because Gibeon was a great city, like one of the royal cities, and because it was greater than Ai, and all its men were warriors. So Adonai Zedak, king of Jerusalem, sent to Hoham, king of Hebron, to Piram, king of Jarmuth, to Japhia, king of Lachish, and to Debir, king of Eglon, saying, Come up to me and help me, and let us strike Gibeon, for it has made peace with Joshua and with the people of Israel. Then the five kings of the Amorites, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon, gathered their forces and went up with all their armies and encamped against Gibeon and made war against it. And the men of Gibeon sent to Joshua at the camp in Gilgal, saying, do not relax your hand from your servants. Come up to us quickly and save us and help us, for all the kings of the Amorites who dwell in the hill country are gathered against us. So Joshua went up from Gilgal, he and all the people of war with him, and all the mighty men of valor. And the Lord said to Joshua, Do not fear them, for I have given them into your hands. Not a man of them shall stand before you. So Joshua came upon them suddenly, having marched up all night from Gilgal. And the Lord threw them into a panic before Israel, who struck them with a great blow at Gibeon, and chased them by the way of the ascent of Beth Horon, and struck them as far as Azekah and Makeda. And as they fled before Israel, while they were going down the ascent of Beth Horon, the Lord threw down large stones from heaven on them, as far as Azekah, and they died. There were more who died because of the hailstones than the sons of Israel killed with the sword. At that time, Joshua spoke to the Lord in the day when the Lord gave the Amorites over to the sons of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Sun, stand still at Gibeon, and moon in the valley of Aijalon. And the sun stood still. And the moon stopped until the nation took vengeance on their enemies. Is this not written in the book of Jashar? The sun stopped in the midst of heaven and did not hurry to set for about a whole day. There has been no day like it before or since, when the Lord heeded the voice of a man, for the Lord fought for Israel. So Joshua returned and all Israel with him to the camp at Gilgal. These five kings fled and hid themselves in the cave at Makeda. And it was told to Joshua, the five kings have been found hidden in the cave at Makeda. And Joshua said, roll large stones against the mouth of the cave and set men by it to guard them. But do not stay there yourselves. Pursue your enemies. Attack their rear guard. Do not let them enter their cities. For the Lord your God has given them into your hand. When Joshua and the sons of Israel had finished striking them with a great blow until they were wiped out and 
when the remnant that remained of them had entered into the fortified cities. Then all the people returned safe to Joshua in the camp at Makeda. Not a man moved his tongue against any of the people of Israel. Then Joshua said, Open the mouth of the cave and bring those five kings out to me from the cave. And they did so. And brought those five kings out to him from the cave, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon. And when they brought those kings out to Joshua, Joshua summoned all the men of Israel and said to the chiefs of the men of war who had gone with him, Come near, put your feet on the necks of these kings. Then they came near and put their feet on their necks. And Joshua said to them, Do not be afraid or dismayed. Be strong and courageous. For thus the Lord will do to all your enemies against whom you fight. And afterward Joshua struck them and put them to death, and he hanged them on five trees, and they hung on the trees until evening. But at the time of the going down of the sun, Joshua commanded, and they took them down from the trees and threw them into the cave where they had hidden themselves, and they set large stones against the mouth of the cave, which remain to this day. As for Makeda, Joshua captured it on that day and struck it and its king with the edge of the sword. He devoted to destruction every person in it. He left none standing. And he did to the king of Makeda just as he had done to the king of Jericho. Then Joshua and all Israel with him passed on from Makeda to Libnah and fought against Libnah. And the Lord gave it also and its king into the hand of Israel. And he struck it with the edge of the sword and every person in it. He left none remaining in it. And he did to its king as he had done to the king of Jericho. Then Joshua and all Israel with him passed on from Libnah to Lachish and laid siege to it and fought against it. And the Lord gave Lachish into the hand of Israel and he captured it on the second day and struck it with the edge of the sword and every person in it as he had done to Libnah. Then Horam king of Gezer came out to help Lachish and Joshua struck him and his people until he left none remaining. Then Joshua and all Israel with him passed on from Lachish to Eglon, and they laid siege to it and fought against it, and they captured it on that day and struck it with the edge of the sword, and he devoted every person in it to destruction that day, as he had done to Lachish. Then Joshua and all Israel with him went up from Eglon to Hebron, and they fought against it and captured it and struck it with the edge of the sword, and its king and its towns and every person in it. He left none remaining, as he had done to Eglon, and devoted it to destruction and every person in it. Then Joshua and all Israel with him turned back to Debir and fought against it, and he captured it with its king and all its towns, and they struck them with the edge of the sword and devoted to destruction every person in it. He left none remaining, just as he had done to Hebron and to Libna and its king, so he did to Debir and its king. So Joshua struck the whole land, the hill country and the Negeb and the lowland and the slopes, and all their kings, he left none remaining, but devoted to destruction all that breathed, 
just as the Lord God of Israel commanded. And Joshua struck them from Kadesh Barnea as far as Gaza and all the country of Goshen as far as Gibeon. And Joshua captured all these kings and their land at one time because the Lord God of Israel fought for Israel. Then Joshua returned and all Israel with him to the camp at Gilgal. If the Israelites were duped by fake news in the previous chapter, some say anyone who believes the sun actually stood still for a whole day, as Joshua 10 records, is even more gullible. Did the earth literally stop spinning on its axis for 24 hours? Scientists cite all kinds of problems that would result if the earth stopped rotating not the least of which being that everyone on the planet would fly off of it. The law of gravity and the physics of motion make it very difficult for modern minds to view this story as a historical account. Unfortunately, some Christians have been guilty of spreading their own fake news to claim scientific proof that the miracle happened. It's been said that NASA scientists have discovered Joshua's missing day. But nobody at NASA has ever verified that story. Of course, if God created the world and raised Jesus from the dead, he can certainly perform any miracle, including this. However, a closer look at verses 6 through 14 may lead us in a different direction. Israel had traveled all night, 20 miles uphill from Gilgal to Gibeon, to launch a surprise early morning attack. The enemy was thrown into panic. So to keep their advantage and help his tired men, Joshua asked God to stop the sun. And how does God answer? By sending a thunderstorm, complete with huge killer hailstones. In such a violent storm, neither the sun nor moon would be visible. So perhaps God stilled the sun and moon by hiding them, turning them off, you might say. Not to prolong the daylight, but the darkness. Imagine their awe when the darkness faded and the sun and moon were visible again in precisely the same locations as when Joshua commanded them to stand still. This was an utterly phenomenal answer to prayer for divine help. Well, whatever exactly happened, clearly the Lord had fought for Israel. He was the almighty warrior, intervening in his creation to deliver the great victory that he had promised beforehand. What does this story mean for us today? Well, it reminds us that God is sovereign over every situation. He rules heaven and earth intimately and constantly involved in all our circumstances to ensure that not one of his promises will fail. But also the story teaches us the strategic importance of prayer within God's sovereignty. Since the Lord heeded the voice of a man by stilling the sun, it shows the extreme measures that he is prepared to go in answering our cries 
Prayer really does change things. It brings God's power near. Not that God will do anything I dream up for him to do, but he does fulfill his purposes through the prayers of his people. And nothing is too great for him to do. Thanks for listening to the Abide Podcast. For more information about Summit Church of Alta, go to summitefc.com and I'll meet you again next time as we abide living daily in the Word.